0: Varmt välkommen till Iro-podden, podden för dig som jobbar inom de kulturella och kreativa sektorerna och som är intresserad av internationella stöd och samarbeten. Hanna Olsson heter jag och är projektledare för International Resource Office. Ett projekt som drivs av det europeiska kulturnätverket Trans-Europe Hall med stöd ifrån Region Skåne. Häng med så kör vi! Today's uh, episode is going to be in uh, English, and I would like to say a warm uh, welcome to my colleague uh, Ella Oveklev, uh, who is uh, my guest today. And Ella is the uh, capacity building manager at uh, Partner. So, a warm uh, welcome, Ella. Uh, could you maybe uh, share with the listeners what are you doing as a capacity building manager?
1: Yes. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to this amazing podcast with Hanna. <laughs> yeah, so I am the Capacity Building Manager since one year now. Uh, I actually moved from uh, from Holland, from Amsterdam to Malmö. And uh, we have the office in Lund, so I'm uh, uh, commuting between Malmö and Lund. Not at the moment, of course, but normally. <laughs> and um, my job as the Capacity Building Manager, that entails uh, a lot of different things. Uh, but mostly it is about uh, building the capacity and that means strengthening the position of our members by um, developing programs and uh, that help them increase their knowledge and skills on all kinds of topics. And these topics, uh, they are uh, cultural sector-wide or we ask our members of the network what it is that they would like to learn or we see what the trends are or etc and so for example um, I've developed a leadership program um, for them for the leaders in the in the cultural centers to uh, learn more about that
0: so we have been finding ourselves in a very difficult uh, situation within the the last year so that's why also I invited you to talk a little about the team today which is resilience and opening up post-covid because you have started some initiatives uh, in order to help the uh, the members of uh, Trans-European so could you tell us a little bit more
1: uh, also uh, about that? Yes um, yeah, so um, of course like everybody else so we were quite um, well shocked about uh, what was happening and uh, We've seen uh, the damage that it has done uh, to the cultural sector. And also for our members, it's quite an inc- uncertain time. Um, having to deal with a lot of impacts of the crisis, like um, firing people or uh, yeah, some of them even uh, facing like bankruptcy, etc. So it's quite a disaster, I would say. But uh, yeah, that's something we know. So at Transurb Halls, we were looking at of course, we had some budget. Um, we work with European funding, so the budget that we didn't spend on traveling, we decided to uh, to to put back into the network and see how we could help them with the situation. Um, of course, we don't have that much money, so that that we can help uh, people uh, maintain their jobs or anything. But of course, we could we could do something else. But before we could do that, we wanted to know. What exactly uh, it was, what their challenges were, what their issues were, what they were facing, and how they were coping with it. So, we first started off with um, actually kind of mental support as well, from our, from our, uh, from our perspective, from, from the Trans Europe House office. Uh, the board, um, the board of directors, together with the, the office team, called all the members uh, individually. Uh, to check in on how they were doing but also with a structured list of questions to ask what is it that you're dealing with uh, what, at, the, at the moment, uh, what kind, what, this was at the beginning of the, of the COVID crisis. What, it is that, what, what, do you, what kind of impact does it have on your organization and how are you dealing with this? So what kind of solutions uh, are coming out of that? And all of that data we collected in our ID bank And this is a a document that we have shared amongst the members. So we had quite an overview on where our members were standing. And after that, um, we decided to uh, develop a special program, uh, which is actually a peer to peer program, because of course, uh, the experts in this case are the members themselves, they know what kind of issues they are dealing with and therefore they're also Uh, one of the best uh, counselors, you might say, or guides to help the other members. So uh, together with the Olive arte consultancy agency, who is closely uh, closely involved always with Transcript Health Network, we set up the shared recovery program. And um, again, we interviewed the members, but now this was like six months later, and uh, we used that data to define certain topics, and now actually we are still in the middle of it. We uh, we have um, online meetings and uh, try to uh, I, I facilitate those and try to get um, to the bottom of what it is that they're facing, and how, especially what are the concrete solutions. That's a project that's now running, but uh, other colleagues of ours are developing uh, other programs again. So yeah, of course we see we see that the crisis is. It's just um, extending and extending, so we will see this also happening in our in our work. That more programs uh, will be related to the to the topic of resilience and um, and um, rebuilding or reopening.
0: What has been learned uh, during this journey that you have made now?
1: Uh, Well, uh, a lot of things, of course, um, on all different levels. Um, One of the things was about the efficiency of Zoom, but also that it can have a a downside to it. So, of course, we know how efficient meeting on Zoom is, and uh, that's something that our members definitely uh, will uh, keep doing, even if, if we can meet physically again. But not everybody or well, not all the members could get uh, their larger network. So also the volunteers and the people besides the staff, uh, the core staff and, and the board to also involve them in meetings and, and um, some of the members that they that they are trying to do that in, in, in Zoom meetings or another platform. And that's really been appreciated by everybody, because if you have a physical meeting. Uh, then normally it's really like an event, and everybody has a drink or a snack, and everybody's welcome. And but that's that's kind of being forgotten in uh, in the online environment. So that's something to to uh, uh, keep in mind, and also an op- uh, opportunity to engage uh, the, your community in in, uh, in your work. Oh yeah, and if some people um, are not engaged, so if you feel like you're losing people because of this online. Uh, Meeting that's a barrier for quite some people. One of uh, one of the examples that I heard from a member was that they reached out personally. So the director of the, of the center reached out personally to all the staff members and even the volunteers to meet for a physical one-on-one meeting. And that really helped, he said, because afterwards the engagement in online meetings was was uh, increased. So uh this actually also has to do with the mental mental health um, part and especially if you are uh, uh, if you're in a leader position of of a cultural uh, center or cultural institute uh, you also have a responsibility of course for the health of your employees and this personal personal um, attention and care towards your uh, to your employees that has been very much appreciated that's what uh, the members told, told me.
0: What are your tips to to cultural actors who who would like to start or, or continue to work internationally? Because it's has indeed been tricky during this this past year. So, so do you have any tips? Someone who's might be a little bit hesitant. Uh, I don't know should I engage in an international project? Or... Mm-hmm.
1: Um well I think you should always if you have the interest to engage in an international project you should always do it even though we have now uh, this this crisis going on well of course you cannot travel so that's something you know already upfront um but that can also help because you know you can anticipate on it so uh, that maybe entails more online research etc but uh, you can still learn a lot about international uh, contexts even if it's not physically and uh, and this won't last forever so you if you decide to do this then you build a network even though that's online so even when this is all over you have that network and you can make use of it
0: absolutely and also the funders are of course aware and they adopt their calls that it uh, there are possibilities to do also exchanges online and i mean hopefully all of us would like to meet
1: in yes. person as soon yeah. as
0: possible yeah. but uh, yeah so there are there are ways. Yes,
1: yes, and international projects, I mean, they happen online. I mean, we just started with this project with Azerbaijan and, uh, and the Ministry of Culture there. Well, it's all online, but uh, we managed to bring everybody together, like so many projects that we are doing.
0: There is a, a very interesting uh, initiative now also. I think it's called the Perform Europe. And uh, it's a consortium who, and they won a call a while ago uh, and they will work on how to dive into models of digital and physical distribution of performing arts yeah, yeah. yeah. so they will launch actually just these days they will start yeah. to work and uh, and also hopefully uh, build up a funding structure for for this uh, of course the uh the physical meeting and the on-site experience uh, of of performing arts should not go away of course we need that and we need that back but there might be ways to take the best out of both uh, our experiences from the uh, covid mm-hmm. uh, times uh, and what we have learned from this and also
1: mm-hmm. of
0: course t- the best and what we need from
1: before covid yeah yeah exactly yeah i saw the program online and i'm very curious uh, what will come out of it but uh yeah it's complex i mean i would also say that focusing on, on on national events is also a smart thing to do at the moment uh because once once things start opening up again then probably it will open up in the countries themselves and then afterwards traveling uh, across borders. So if you feel like you're like stagnating and you want to bring back some energy and you want to do things, then really look into your own community and national national environment.
0: Exactly. And be on the starting line also for international collaborations. Yes, yes,
1: yes. But, But just don't, yeah, just try to not... Sit back and uh, because it, it, things are moving and uh, people are active and uh, exactly. so just uh, look around what you have uh, what uh, yeah what can help you to realize your plans and your uh, your ideas exactly if
0: you're not if your organization is not flourishing it's also hard to engage yeah in, exactly. in collaborations yeah, yeah. So of course yeah. yeah. You need yeah. to make sure that it is. But uh, yeah. I think that funders are very keen also on getting things on the move as soon as possible. So yeah, we so. will see what happens with yeah. upcoming fund <laughs> yeah. and things. But yeah. mm-hmm. So that... Thank you so much for joining me all of You're
1: welcome.
0: Gå gärna in på vår hemsida, iro.th.net. Där hittar du information om aktuella utlysningar, kommande workshops och informationsträffar med mera. Inte minst så kan du också gå in och prenumerera på vårt nyhetsbrev. Aktuell information hittar du också via vår Facebook-sida. International Resource Office söker du på då. Stort tack för att du har lyssnat.